0: It is so good to be here and be able to celebrate on um, Joe Cain Sunday. We also call this in the church Transfiguration Sunday. Um, but it's just to be able to gather together, to have to do our breakfast together, some fellowship, and just be in this mood and this spirit um, so to celebrate together. But, well, The most important part of this, of this day is to know that God is with us and God is present. And that's what we are recognizing and celebrating on, on Transfiguration Sunday. I want to um, open us with the word of prayer, and I want to read this passage from one of Paul's letters. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for this space. We thank you for the technology that allows those who could not travel to be here with us, but join us through the virtual platforms. Lord, we just lift all this up to your glory and your praise. We, we, we celebrate your presence with us. Lord, as we continue to celebrate, be with us in the rest of this service that it will be pleasing and acceptable to you. That you will smile with us, and we will feel your presence, your warmth, your love, and your grace in our midst. Lord, to you we give thanks. Amen. Paul wrote a wonderful letter. He wrote several letters. He wrote a few to the church in Corinth because they had issues. They were unlike any other church. They had issues. But he he heard their issues, he heard their problems, and he wrote to them. He was present with them as best as he could be to help them work through the issues that were at hand. And some of the issues that they were dealing with were, were beginning to fester up and, and to have false teachings come in, false understandings. And, and, and before we would call it a heresy, they were in danger of falling apart as a Christian faithful community. And so he, he wrote to them, hearing their concerns, hearing their, their worry and their fear, he writes to say, I'm here for you. I have been there with you. I will be there with you. Even when it looks like things are falling apart, God is in this as long as we are faithful to God. God will bless the work that is happening in our midst. And so he writes this incredible letter. This is some 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Um, I have to blow it up so I can read it easily. Second um, Corinthians chapter 2, verses um, 3 through 9. He writes, And even if our gospel is veiled, It is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not proclaim ourselves. We proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your slaves for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who said, "Let light shine out of darkness." Who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> May God bless the reading of the Word. Amen. Now He writes this letter to a church that is struggling. And they're beginning to begin to misunderstand. They have big preachers coming in. They've had Paul come in. They've had Paul raise this church up. And they begin to question why, why don't more people? Why don't more people come to the breakfast? Why don't more people come to the light? Why don't, why don't more people believe in Jesus Christ? Why don't more people come and join with us in our community? What is it that we're doing wrong? And Paul writes them to say that the the gospel appears veiled. It's like people who are living in in darkness. And so here we are on Joe Cain Sunday, Transfiguration Sunday, the last Sunday before we enter the season of Lent. An important season. A season to kind of reset and refocus ourselves. To realign ourselves with with God and with one another. And in this season... It begins Wednesday. I hope you will join us on, on Wednesday. You can come to the drive-thru and have ashes imposed on your foreheads. Chris and I will be right outside there in port We will be happy to sprinkle some ashes on your head. You can join us on 6 o'clock on Wednesday evening for the service of Ash Wednesday. When we officially enter the season of Lent, the season of penitence and preparation. You know, when Lee and I moved here... We bought a house and the house came with a pool. I didn't want a pool. I knew what that meant. I, I, growing up, I, we had a pool and I knew there was a lot of work and that there was this constant something all the time. And I didn't want it. But Jess wanted it. He told us when we moved here that either I want a pool or I want a second floor. Well, he got a pool. So right after we. Moving, we actually moved in in the first year. That pool turned as green as some of these... Pet- it, awesome. <laughs> it looked like a science experiment gone wrong. And it wasn't that we weren't taking care of. We ran the filter. We, we, we had it taken care of. Um, weekly, God came out and did what he was supposed to do. But every year, green. And it would look as thick and like swirly as like a tea soup. going on. And the guy who was working for it at the time said, I don't even understand why this is happening." And he did all he could do. And finally had to hire somebody else because he couldn't figure it out. He hired somebody, he came out, shocked it, goosed it up with a lot of different chemicals, he did all kinds of things. I don't even know what I'll do But in a few weeks it was crystal clear. We spent that summer. It was great. Was ready to go. You could open your eyes and not be blinded. You could see where you were going. The next year, green as pea soup. guy came out and said, I don't know what, we're going to shock it. And he did it, he took care of it, and a week or, week or so, this clear. Next year, green as pea soup. Every year, pea soup in that pool. And I, I complain to Leanne every year. I knew we shouldn't have. We should not just filled this thing in. <laughs> but that experience with this pool is like Lent. The season of Lent gives us a, a time, a reminder that we need to set aside some intentional time to clean ourselves. Get all that stuff out that clouds our, our judgment, that clouds our vision, that messes up and breaks down our relationship with God and, and with one another. That, that, well, makes it so you can't see underwater. That, that crystal clear, what's supposed to be crystal clear, is pea soup. And the season of men is about us working with God and God working with us to shock the system, to refocus, to realign. Renew our relationship with God. To get all of that stuff out of the way. To shock what we've been doing. Even if we do everything we think is right, we still can find ourselves in peace. That's the season of when. And when I read Paul's letter to the, to the Corinthians, and I, and, and, and I read those words, those incredible powerful words. That the the gospel is veiled to those who don't believe. Because the world, the world has has put like scales over their eyes. Have you ever you ever been in a a storm at night in your house? And maybe you're cooking supper, maybe you're working with the kids to get that last. That that project done with the glue gun that was supposed to be done a week ago but it's due tomorrow and you've got the glue gun out and you're working on that project, you helping your child out. You've got lights on, the oven's going, the burners are going. And then one flash of lightning and the light out. And you're missing pitch darkness. And when you that shock, this, that this sudden shock kind of kind of fades away and you begin to think where are the candles, where are the flashlights, where's where, where that hurricane lamp, where, where are all these things that I put up, I knew where I would be and now I don't know where I am I don't know where they are and you're fishing around for, for lights and then you get the lights going as best you can and then you begin to you sit down on the couch because there's nothing to do and so you Start thinking: Did I turn the oven off? Is, is the stove burner still on? Is that glue gun still still plugged in? What what, what is on in this house that I don't I'm not aware of? And so you go and you double check and you triple check the oven and the stove and the glue gun and everything you think is on. And then you finally, when it's late in the night and the lights are still out, you just say, you "On, know I'm gonna hope and pray for this. I'm going to bed." You're in the dark. And you grow accustomed to it. You need hope and pray that the next morning you've got hot water. That's what, I, that's the feeling that Paul senses. And those we say are, he says, are perishing. Those who do not see the light. Those who can't comprehend, can't hear, can't see, can't experience the gospel because they have been blinded by all this peace soup, by all this stuff in the world that has fallen on us all the time. And so we find ourselves in the dark. But we do know, we as a Christian church, we do know that the light of the world is out there. Working through the world. Even when we don't actually work, We know it's coming. That's what Paul is talking about in his letter. That's what this whole season of Lent is about. Is to help us remember. To focus. To refocus. To recollect ourselves. And, and find alignment. Realignment with God. Be able to see the light again. To have the waters.